The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the holy toys. Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie Clawson, Rove McManus is back. Uh, I am looking at a stunning uh, Matt Damon cover of Esquire magazine. Esquire magazine have been doing a, a series. Uh, so on a Matt Damon series? No, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? It's just every month on Esquire magazine. Because he's so versatile, you could have, you could have a, a, Matt for, a Matt for all seasons. Right, so you have Matt Damon as Jason Bourne. Yep. Then you have Matt Damon as the gay guy from Behind the Candelabra. <laughs> Did you watch that? I watched it the other day. Wow. What did, so, what were your thoughts? I was hoping there would be a, like a scene where just during like when Michael Douglas was banging him, banging him he, he finally remembered that he was Jason Bourne. And just went <laughs> into <something. laughs> just grabbed his, his wrist and twisted right. it. He hit his head on the candelabra and then bang, he's back to Bourne. Yeah, that was... Uh, just, just, I don't know. It's just... Uh, I think because for me, I was taken into the idea of it, it was probably close to the real world that they lived in. Yeah, and so just this, that idea. For people of, who don't know, I suppose I should point out that it's the story of Liberace. Liberace, and he's. Uh, as told, like, from the book about Liberace's lover. Yes. Which is probably worth mentioning because it's it's fair to say it's mostly from the lover's point of view. Yeah, and when we start talking about the scene where Matt Damon is fucking um, Michael Douglas, yeah, you want people to know that we, it's in the context of this film, right? Yeah, it's not just some weird sex tape from years ago that came out like a la Sylvester Stallone all right. those all those years later. Or Michael Douglas saw that uh, Sarah Silverman "I'm Fucking Matt Damon" video <laughs> and was like, "I've got to get something." Although out. it's. Uh, isn't it? I'm being fucked by Matt Damon because who was now? Well, that's true because Matt, was... Matt Damon wasn't a, a catcher. That was yes. part of the bone of their contention. If you're part of the if pun, if you're part of the pun, I think that was their pickup line. Would you put your bone in my, my contention? contention. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to open for Liberace? So I'm trying to remember what Liberace uh, did both, but the oh yeah, Liberace was versatile. Yeah, that's the thing about Liberace. But the lover that Matt played, yeah. only pitched he never caught. Is that right? That's Did I right. get that right? Yeah. He was always top. He was never never bottom no. or in bottom. Right. He was in bottom but never on bottom. Yeah. Never in his bottom. Never in his bottom. Yeah. And he was bisexual, apparently. But also, yeah, true. in this movie, Liberace uh, makes him get plastic surgery to get look more and more like Liberace. Which made me go out and get the book. Right. Well, firstly, I was doing a bit of Google imaging, uh-huh. and he did. Like he, he actually looked more like him than they probably could do on on the show itself. Right, because in the actual movie, like Matt Damon, kind of just gets better looking and better looking. <laughs> yeah, he just gets a really great chin. It's like watching Benjamin Button. Like he just seems to get younger and younger as the movie goes on. But that was the idea, though. He was turning him into like a mini Liberace, right? Mm. Which, don't we all want one of those? Imagine right. if you just had a little mini Liberace in a cupboard somewhere. Right. And people would come out and you'd just open it and just bring him out and just let him With play the piano. piano. 
Although he'd probably have to run across the keys because his little tiny hands couldn't reach everything. Probably. Oh, people would love that though. I'd be fantastic. If you got your mini Liberace. You know? People were like, oh, I can't get out the mini Liberace. He'd be like, no. I Are you going over to Rose for Thanksgiving weekend? Oh, we were going to go away with family. He's got a mini Liberace. <laughs> oh, maybe I can, maybe Nan will last till next year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was, because I was fascinated by the chin implant uh, uh, part of it all. Right. What fascinated you about that? Well, the fact that he said, I wanted to get a little... Uh, Matt's a, character, a the idea him. is he's going to get plastic surgery because Liberace wants him, his lover, to look more like him. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, Matt's lover character said, or he wanted to add, was just a little cleft in the chin, the yeah. little sort of dimple thing. Because he's a big fan of uh, Bruce Campbell from the... Uh... <laughs> What's, what's it? You know, from the Evil Oh, Dead. Evil Dead, Evil Dead yeah. and uh, Burn Notice, I yeah. believe. He's also... That's right, he is in Burn Notice. That's, I think that was another of Liberace's pickup lines. This <laughs> is my boomstick. <laughs> uh, because when I was a kid, I don't know if you can see, and this is no good for the listeners, but I have a scar. Yeah, you do. And under my chin... It's actually in a very good place, that scar, because it's completely not noticeable at all yeah. until you pull up your chin like that. Yeah. So what happened was I was at the... It does actually look like you had a massive chin and they had it removed. It's true. It's all, it's all coming out. <laughs> so I was at the footy and I'm at, at the end of the game, uh, this is just a local uh, waffle, Western Australian Football League game, uh, go these from Mantle Sharks. And I was on... Uh, as you do when you're a kid and, you know, when all the dads are at the bar getting pissed, having a drink, what do you do as a kid? Well, you spin around and get dizzy. That's really... Right. That's it's the kid equivalent it's of the drinking. the kid equivalent of right. just, you know, then getting dizzy, staggering around and telling someone, you don't know me. You don't know me. I love you And guys. so I was... I had grabbed a pole and was spinning around on the pole, right. having a good time. Sure. And, and then on one rotation, I leant out... A little bit further, sort of straightened the elbow up, as it were, and I was just in the zone. My eyes were closed, having yeah. a great time, chasing chasing the dragon. Right. Is that a thing? Yeah. Um, having a great time, and then just on this particular rotation, whack right into the next pole in the stand. This oh. is like at the end of each of the rows, right? And just smacked straight into it. Didn't see it That's coming. That's why at strip clubs they keep the poles in appropriate. I have learned of since, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, and every lost a couple of and every time in the first week. <laughs> it's a lot of splits in splits. It's tragic. It's very tragic. Uh, and even now, to this day, when I go into a strip club, yeah, I, I, flashbacks, flashbacks, yeah, flashbacks. I just start spinning around, <laughs> cowering and sobbing, wetting my pants as it was in the day. But I got taken down, because uh, then it split open and it was bleeding quite badly. Yeah. And I got taken down into the players' change rooms. Oh. And the the team doctor has said, oh, we're going to have to stitch it up. Yeah, right. And I started screaming and crying. I was okay up until that point, because I'm also looking around mm. to seeing all the players. Just going, oh, my God. It's yeah. Brian Pete. Look at that over there. And then... Um, I wish he'd done the footy thing and he just wrapped bandages around your head. That's what he should have done. And then just sent you back glued out it. Old school right. wrestling, they would have just got, gotten glue. They would have just got glue and just glued it shut. Yeah, or a staple gun. Staple gun. <laughs> so he's gone to stitch it. And I've started crying because in my head, I'm thinking, uh, this is how... Because uh, I, I couldn't see it. All I know is I've split my chin open. Uh-huh. So my thought is, this is how you get 
that John Travolta cleft oh, in your chin. That's how you get a bump. That's how you get it. Because right. you, you obviously, you, you smack your chin, yeah. it splits open, and when they sew it shut, it puckers up a little bit and leaves the scar, and that's how you get that dimple. Right. I didn't want a dimple, Will. I didn't want one. I didn't, I didn't, I, nothing against John Travolta. Good on yeah. him. Good on him. Sure. I didn't want that dimple in my chin. And yeah. I thought if they stitch it up, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get the dimple, dimple in the chin. Right. And then here's Matt Damon's character in the, in the behind the candelabra going, that's intentionally what I want. Yeah, I want it a made bum no chin. Sense. Get it in. Get it well, in. But chin extensions. Superman had a bum chin. Were you not were, were you too young to for, Superman would have been out by then? Yes. Would you have seen Superman? Yeah, but But you uh, didn't put those two things together. No. That wasn't, wasn't the part of the Superman myth that you were caught up in. No, it was chin. more that little S kiss curl thing going on at the top. Just right. going, How do you get that? <laughs> How do you make that happen? Like all, like you were flying at supersonic yeah. speed, one would imagine. Wind blown, lands back down, perfect cowlick, boom. How do you well, like that? Well, a lot of people don't know that the uh, power of the closeness of our sun not only gives Superman superpowers, but very curly hair. Of course, the gravity. I didn't yeah, think of that. Exactly. He did have a mullet for a while. I do remember that when Superman had his mullet. That was around the. It must have been the early nineties. Or mid nineties, when just just before they killed him off, actually, which right. might have been because of the mullet. Yeah, um, they had they had. He was a, doing a lot of drugs. A, he was involved a, in the grunge scene. <laughs> there was a period where all the DC characters that because they killed off Robin. Yep, uh, and that went well. Then they just brought back another Robin anyway. It yep. was almost like Batman's pet, like it right. literally was a bird that he just went. Well, I got rid of one, but you, you know, and you just feel like going. A Robin is for life. Not just for Christmas. Not just for, Not Christmas, just for solving Bruce. crimes. Not just for Christmas, Bruce Wayne. Although this wasn't. <laughs> you just imagine Dick every, every Christmas, like you know, Bruce Wayne just goes down to the tree, and Alfred's got him a giant box with like holes cut in it for breathing. <laughs> Knowing that he would have spoken to all his other superhero friends mm. and just said, "Is it too soon? Yeah. Do you think he's ready? Is he ready for?" Like him? I had a friend. I had a friend who lost yeah. a, a dog very close. He'd had the dog for years. Right. And there was talk of, you know, after a couple of years, it was like, do we get him a new dog? Yeah. Like, it was his birthday. Do we all chip in and get a puppy? Or is it his call to make? And I think that's the same thing. I reckon Alfred would have had that. He would have wrestled with that issue. The worst just, one was... Is it too soon to get him a new one? Do I dress it the same? Do I get the same breed of yeah. sidekick? Well, there was that awkward time when uh, Bruce was away uh-huh. and Robin died and Alfred just replaced him with another Robin and he didn't nope. even notice. And then uh, Bruce came back and there was just one foot with a green sort of little slipper hanging out of the toilet. It's yeah. like, oh, no. should have gone the full flush, Alfred. <laughs> Idiot. You always go back and check because they can just float back up. How do you explain? That's a, that's a big lesson for Batman to learn right? in the early days of just... I thought you said he was out out in the country visiting. Wasn't he on a farm? Wasn't Robin out on the farm with um, Bat Dog? Wasn't he? What is this? What's happening? What's happening? Because you just hope with the mask right. that they wouldn't know. Yeah, that would be a great idea. We I, I did I did a um, uh, a play with a couple of friends of mine. One comedy festival called Superhero Street. That's right. Where the premise was, it was a, a, a pretty shitty superhero. He wasn't very good at his job, any sidekick, who didn't have the same money as Batman, didn't have the same you know, millionaire uh, expense account. What were Bruce the characters' Wayne. names again? Uh, Captain Impressive. Oh, yep. Yeah. And uh, Beetle Boy, although the sidekick character for most of this play kept 
he he was not happy with his his um, character. Right. So he would keep coming up with new ideas. So he'd say he's Beetle Boy, and then I think he was Panda Boy, where he had no powers, but he would only have sex once every ten years. Right. Uh, and, um, <laughs> and I can't remember some of the others, but it was like like. Beetle, and it was a cockroach one where his thing was if some if someone turned on a light, he would hide under the fridge. Um, but it was the two of them living together, and to make money, to try to make ends meet, they rented out their spare room in their house. Mm-hmm. And the guy who took it was their arch nemesis. Wow. Uh, that is a lucky coincidence. But well, Unlucky for some. Unlucky for some. But because they were all in their uh, secret identities... Right. The two, the two heroes, hero and sidekick, and the evil villain had no idea that they're all living under the same roof. They were sharing a house. So they're all making excuses for having to go out at night and come back late. I've got to be honest with you. Hearing you explain this, and I saw this show, but hearing you explain this again, you should be pitching this to US networks. It's, like, this is a sitcom. It's a great, it was you know a know great like a idea. We did, get, we did get, uh, we did get approached by uh, the Comedy Channel afterwards, I think, to kind of turn it into a series that didn't kind of happen. But I really like the idea of, yeah, this premise of, of uh, because they're all using their secret identities, they have no idea. So they'd go out and, like, one of them would get, uh, like, the hero would punch the villain. And then the next day, the, you know, the new, the new housemate has a black eye and he's trying to explain why it is and he's just acting weird. And, and because the hero was a little bit dim-witted. Right. <laughs> He was not cluey as to right. why any of this was. They weren't world's greatest detectives. No, 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 no. While at the same time, you know, it's, it's not getting along uh, under the one roof. Uh, it was... They were, they were the original odd couple. I'm going to put it you out. You guys... There. Well, the odd couple were the original odd couple. No. No, they weren't. <laughs> that idea was taken from somewhere else. <laughs> you should do a gritty reboot, reboot of that. I think that's... I reckon a it could idea. work. I reckon it, it could work. Yeah, It actually sure. could. So, um... I guess you saw the Superman movie, Man of Steel. Yes, did I did, and uh, I I did listen to the um, Phonus oh, um, you heard our review. <laughs> it wasn't really a review. It was. That's it true. Was... <laughs> uh, I liked it. I really yeah. liked it. I think I think you you nailed it. And I, from what I gather, everybody feels exactly the same. Well, which it... is, it's almost two. It's two weird movies. I think you summed it up really nicely by saying it's like you have to eat your vegetables before you can get your ice cream. Yeah. But to me, it was a little bit the other way around. It was like, I really enjoyed the backstory part of it. One of my biggest issues with any kind of superhero movie okay, is I almost feel like I just want to let the... I won't go see the first one. Just let me know when the sequel's out. Because I'm sick of origin stories. Right. I'm sick of... Here's our take on the origin story. This is how we think uh, Batman's parents, Bruce Wayne's parents were killed. You know, this movie said it was the Joker all along. This right. other one, it's, you know, then he had to go, you know, live in, with ninjas for a while. So essentially what you're saying, and you know, they could have done this, was essentially just gone, previously on Superman, you all know this fucking story. Because <laughs> you, you know all know this fucking story. And at, any, at every single point, you're just going, get in the suit. Get right. in the fucking suit and let's get this thing started. Yeah. So uh, I really like the opening. I love that we saw how um, Krypton fell and all very true to the original uh, canon of Superman, which is, yeah, they weren't breeding. They weren't allowed to have... By the way, I saw... Kryptonian sex. Well, that was weird, though, because were they not allowed to? Like, I I, I, I was talking about this the other day with someone and I was wondering, like, had everyone stopped 
having sex or were they just using contraception? Ryth- rhythmic, or the rhythm method, maybe? Like, had... Like, that's where you, you try to shoot a load that would come out as a nest on the person's right. chest. <laughs> Is that how it would work? That. <laughs> now, that would have been a great scene. If... <laughs> Where he just, he just ejaculates on Mrs. L's chest yeah. and then just grabs his finger and just smears it into a nest. <laughs> that means hope on our part. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> She's like, oh, leave it, leave it. Leave it. It's relevant. <laughs> I love that idea. But I love the idea that, they, yeah, they, they weren't, maybe they just weren't allowed to. Like, they just went, well, that's the law is the law. Right. So now, any, you know, nerds out there or, or people who are, unsuccessfully uh, having an unsuccessful sex life can just say oh, uh, let's do it I'm doing it Kryptonian style right and what does that mean you just don't have sex at all don't have sex don't have babies well, no that's wonder, it no wonder they're so angry you go aren't you what you mean you're just not getting laid no 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 no, no. I choose yeah. the Kryptonian method <laughs> which method are you using the Kryptonian, Kryptonian method Kryptonian method yeah, yeah. Um, Russell Crowe I saw on Twitter the other day was uh, he sent out a tweet uh, which was unusual for him because it didn't have any details of his bike riding or his weight uh, session. How many K's had he done know. that day? I did not know through this whole tweet how many K's he'd done. Uh, so he said, a lot of people asking me about whether there'll be a Kryptonian uh, prequel, an entire oh. movie set, set on Krypton. Is there? Uh, I, Is didn't, there pre- I don't know if there was. Okay. I felt like that was like one of those things where you're like... So A lot of people are saying, a lot of people asking. Who, who people? Who? What people? Name those people. Just name one of them. Retweet one of those tweets. <laughs> but it was like, a lot of people asking me, you know, if there's going to be a, a prequel set mm-hmm. on Krypton. And uh, he said, well, you've got to hit up, you know, Legendary Pictures or whoever it was who, who made the film. So like, and gave them the address so people could tweet. Oh my God. Yeah. So he's obviously just out there going, well, you know what a good Superman movie would be? One before Superman's born. Before one that doesn't have Superman. An in hour it. and a half of me riding flying dragons and then boning my wife and jizzing on her chest in an S. <laughs> Insane. Prequel. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what, I would go see that movie. Right. I would see that movie. That's, That's a great scene. date flick. Final scene is him putting the S on the chest and then just like, next time, that's going inside you and we're going to make a baby. <laughs> and that's like... Because <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would hazard a guess. That, I mean, I hear that they're doing a sequel. They did well enough anyway. Oh, it's done great business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was... I will be interested to see which way they go because most people that I have spoken to, uh, and these aren't the same types of people that are asking about the prequel. Right. These are real real people. Actual people. people. Actual actual retweetable people. Right. Is, uh, yeah, the whole start was good. Yeah. I I didn't... How did you feel about the flashbacks? Uh, I wasn't ready for them. So at first I was like, whoa, we're yeah. suddenly, you know, when we're at this oil rig, uh, I'm suddenly trying to work out where we are, right. you know. Suddenly I just went, did someone just slip in an episode of The Deadliest Catch? What's right. happening here? Did, well, that was interesting because, um, you know, and also the fact that he just stumbled upon the spaceship. Now, I assume that he was looking for, like, the spaceship or being drawn oh, yeah. towards it or something. But there was no real explanation of that. Uh, it was just like... Fuck, it's lucky you've stumbled onto this plot point. <laughs> yeah, it was just, uh, I had a fight with a guy in a bar that didn't end too well. Uh, took out my anger on his uh, big rig. Yeah. 
Which I, I didn't mind that. I thought that was kind of cool. It looked great, but it's not a... I mean, for a guy who's flying under the radar, making truck origami across the country... And isn't there that part of you that just goes, so nobody saw that happening? Right. Like, nobody heard, heard it, it happening. Well, that's the his power didn't is. go out. He can origami a truck into a fucking swamp <laughs> truck origami. and not make a noise. Now, you can talk about, you know, uh, leg tall buildings in a single bound faster than a locomotive, oh. but where's the can origami trucks? Right. Imagine if that had been the plot point, that when it comes to the time where he needs to save it, he goes, oh, no, no, I've... I've uh, I'm dedicating my superpowers into my art. Yep. And what I like to I'm do is I'm going to turn that oil tanker yeah. into a swan. Right. <laughs> Every so you worry. Can anyone do it? Right. Anyone else? Can you? No. But, but, but we want you to save the planet. Oh, oh what? Can you oh, do that? Can yeah. you? Can you turn... Do you want me to get you an oil tanker? You can right. turn it into a small uh, panda for me? Isn't, no, we can't do that, Superman. Then shut the fuck up. Isn't art... Shut no- the fuck up. Until you can do it yourself, that's what I'm going to do. Isn't art and emotion the only thing that can truly save this planet? That's what he wants. Nice words. That's right? the tagline for the poster. As my dad said to me, please never save anyone's life. Dedicate your powers into art. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the other problem, so there was a bit of the flashback stuff was fine. I like the fact that they went, we're not even going to show you the crash landing of little baby Kal-El and the Kents finding him. We'll just kind of we'll move that along. I assume there'll be another six or seven minutes in the DVD extras of just oh, yeah. his tiny baby cock because they seem to be fascinated by that. There was I was like you like when it, when I saw it, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, oh. you don't see a lot of dicks anymore. No, I remember the original. There was there was uh, when he's he's crashed and the Kents find him. There was a bit of. You know, Lion King esque will pick him up, and there was dick action. Right. Uh, but now, yeah, you realise you don't see that anymore. No, you just don't. You don't. And so when you do see it, and there's something about a little a little baby's dick that because uh, it hasn't got any weight to it yet, no. so it's always at this weird kind of half mast thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It it's like to... always sticking straight out. Like right. I don't know what I'm doing, but apparently this is kind of. This feels right. Yeah. I just need to be ready just in case. Right. Or whether he's already, you know, little little Kal-El is already firing up his first wad of hope, if you know what I mean. His first hope load. His first hope load. I'm working up a hope load. I'm working up. I got a, hey, baby, I got a load of hope for you. It's my birthday. Come on. I hope it's Man of Steel 2, Load of Hope. Load of Hope? Oh, my God. <laughs> and because a lot of people would just read that for what it is. Well, yeah, well, he brings yeah, he brings He does it. bring a load of hope. He brings a load of hope. And he, and he would be like, yeah, I do. Yeah. And both him and Lois Lane would have no idea that, of the miscommunication between the two of them. She's taking it in the metaphorical sense taking of, oh, uh, you, you bring... A load a, of hope. A great deal of... Yeah. Uh, uh, Positive thoughts right. to this planet, yeah. and he's just like, nah. I got super jizz. Yeah, I got a, I got a load of hope. <laughs> got super that I need to share with the world, and it's, it's been sitting there for yeah. a while. Right, I am backed up. <laughs> he's got, he's now. That's probably where the blue balls first came from. Right, was his. <laughs> that would have been his blue balls, blue and red balls, probably. That would have been a great scene if, um, you know, he'd gone out onto the oil tanker to save those guys' lives. They've all got on the helicopter, and then you just see him jizzing out the fire. <laughs> I didn't get all of it. Can you wait fifteen minutes? Can you wait fifteen minutes? Oh, that would be extraordinary. And it would come out. I reckon it would come out at, at quite a force. As well, it'd be like a fire hose. 
faster than a spinning bullet, I'd Oof. imagine. Yeah, that would. And I mean, with some sort of velocity, I imagine. It would. Well. It would. It would shoot you back, Matrix style. I reckon. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, these are scenes they never really seem to. No. I mean, they could have. You know. I mean, if they. It'd wanted be like to... trying to drink out of a fire hydrant. Right. <laughs> like it's possible. But that first time, oof, right? It's like I don't know. As but a kid, did you a, ever like right. turn the hose on in the backyard when it's really hot? In yeah. the days when you could turn hoses on without yeah. the police coming to get you, and when you turn like it's, it's the jet force is right. pretty strong. Yeah. And when you're not ready for it, it's like whoa, and you can you can almost choke and drown yeah. on it. Well, what you and then you can go back in right. because you, your brain is prepared for what's about to happen, yeah. what you're in for. I reckon Lois has got that. Well, what, what Lois has learned how to do is she puts her thumb slightly over the opening so it nice. comes out in a gentler and more sort of... Isn't it going to spray out? It's a spray, it's just a spray sure, out sure, a bit, sure. yeah. You can guide it. Like. That's iffy. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what else has been going on, ma'am? And, uh, well, I was going to say that uh, the, the other thing about the uh, end of Man of Steel was just the dis- total destruction. Oh, yeah. So, so this is so, interesting. In, so, so next movie, I sort of sit there going, are they going to go complete sort of Michael Bay-esque, we're taking down buildings, or are they going to stick with what most people seem to have connected with the most, which is, you know, we've actually given Superman a bit more humanity and a bit more emotion and a reason for people to be able to connect with him. Because I couldn't help but think when I'm watching, you know, buildings get mowed down. Yeah. Uh, and this is... This is probably not the best sort of thing to verbalise. But I was sitting there thinking, when 9-11 happened... Yes. And the destruction that two planes could do on, a, on, on one city sort of block... Yes. And how long it took for a city to physically and emotionally rebuild after that. Yes. And there's Superman hurling himself and other people, like, where complete buildings and cars and everything is getting completely you know, I'm sitting there going how many people are dying right now right. in that building that's just come down or uh, there's the scene where um, Lawrence Fishburne's uh, Perry is trying to get the, the girl out of the trapped piece of rubble and I'm like that's what I'm talking about but it's one small example of what's going on here right also the- you're from Kansas you know where there's empty fields this Superman why not just go you know what I'm gonna let's take this fight out into the ocean or Antarctica or a desert somewhere. I Not in the middle of this city. Where- I keep banging on about that, but I, I, my theory on all this is that Superman's only real weakness is people. That's what his weakness is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Not, not kryptonite, people. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, he gets in trouble in the comic books when he has to make a de- decision between fighting a bad guy and going and saving some people who are in peril. And instead, he just went into the city... So essentially, all these people, they'd never heard of Superman three days ago. Yeah. Right? Then he comes out of the fucking blue, and now he's just having a fight with another super guy we don't know, and everyone's getting killed. It's everyone's like, we, we preferred it more when you were doing your art. Yeah. He's Hitler. He <laughs> was an artist who turned into a mass murderer. <laughs> Superman is Hitler. Go back to your origami trucks. That's what we'd like to. That was fine. Right? We could it's become a tourist attraction now. Yeah. Have you seen the twisted uh, telephone pole truck? No, go check it out. I, that, I, I, did, I was disappointed they didn't show much of his childhood of him doing... Because one of my favourite things about the Superman story, if you are going to show the childhood, is showing him at some stage of misusing his powers. 
Yes. Do you know? Because that would have happened. At some stage... A young Superman, like all those famous ones, you know, where he played football on the local team and realised he had all these abilities that he had to kind of mm-hmm. show off too much, or he'd race a train, or he'd, you know, or at least, at least something funny. Like, they could have tried to get him circumcised. That would have been a funny scene. You know? <laughs> but all you see is, like, the knife go down and right. it comes back and it's completely twisted. Yeah. <laughs> and just scratching their heads. Like just, just just a little nod to it for the clever people in the audience to get. Right. Well, because that's that's as a kid, like that's what I always loved about Superman was the fact that you know, he had everything. Although initially he couldn't, it, like when he first uh, was brought out in uh, in Action Comics, uh, his first couple of appearances, uh, first oh god, I don't know how many years it was. He could he couldn't fly. He could he could jump really high, yeah. like you know, because of the whole gravity thing. So super strong, and could leap quite a bit. You know, the whole leap tall building thing. And there was an animated uh, uh, cartoon for the movies. Uh, you know, it, back in the days where they'd play these animated shorts before, you know, the main feature. So I think it was I don't know when it was, but uh, it was the the. Uh, animators, the animation house, who said, you know what, him sort of jumping around isn't all that good for us. And they went to the creators and they said, can we make him fly? So when he's up, he stays up and we, oh. can, we can do more with that. Yeah, okay. And they said, sure, no problem. So that's how the flying started. It was through, not through the comic book. It was then adopted by the comic book, but it was initially the his big screen cartoons that that made him able to fly and then over the years all these extra little superpowers have kind of come through as well uh but that's what i loved about him as a kid was just like this guy's got it all you know like he's pretty much the first real superhero in in that regard to come out and just go i can do all this and then imagine poor batman coming along i'm superman i can fly heat vision too much all right cool it down with my super cooling breath um, I've got x-ray vision as well. Look out, ladies. Uh, can hear really well. Uh, just a, a world of stuff. If you die, I'll spin the world the other way around. Everything will be fine. Then Batman comes along. Hey, I'm Batman. <laughs> Dressed like a bat. <laughs> what else? What, what about powers? Um, heaps good at gymnastics. Right? And come over the pad. Got a great house. Great house. And... A borderline homoerotic relationship with a young guy. I forget which one it is. Kind of lose track after a while. I want to. I want to say number three. Uh, but uh, Bruce, yeah, that's... Bruce Wayne's got Robin in the house. He's making him get uh, plastic surgery to look more like Batman. <laughs> that's me. I feel we're about to go into a brilliant Darren Casey routine about um, this wonderful Melbourne comic called Darren Casey's. Have this great stand-up routine about Batman. Where he would come in and say, I'm, I'm Batman, I'm going to dress like a bat. And someone turning around and going, well, you'll need a ye- yellow plastic belt. Old bats have those. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Batman, uh, as we've spoken about on the show before, uh, Adam West TV's The Batman, mm. uh, his real name is uh, William Anderson. Oh. But he changed it for showbiz purposes because obviously you can never have a career in show business with a stupid name like <laughs> William Anderson. Uh, so my name has been in the news again because this is the thing. Uh, now, who was it? Was it who were you apparently dating? Uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, there's a Will Anderson who dates Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. Uh, this one uh, not quite as glamorous as that. Shame. Um, so uh, 
Headline, US man steals car, sells it, steals it again. A man in the US has been accused of stealing a car, selling it, and then re-stealing the same vehicle. That was mostly explained in the headlines. <laughs> Great job, editors. Yeah, Great well, job. Well done, reiterating what we've just read in the headline. Uh, prosecutors allege that 22-year-old Chicago resident Eddie Simmons sold a uh, stolen 2010 uh, Toyota Camry online last Wednesday. So he sold the car online. Okay, sure. Uh, Simmons allegedly attached a GPS to the car, which he used to keep track of its movements. See, now at this point, allegedly put a GPS in there. Yeah. So it's, it says, the, that says to me the car has a GPS in it. Right. Can we just, why can we not assume anything anymore? Well, why can we not put it upon some? I put it to you, sir. Right. What does it all have to be allegedly? Lawyers. Like we're saying Lawyers the guy... You know this. You've had a TV show. You know yeah, but we were to told you could allegedly. never. We were told you could never get away with allegedly in yeah. the modern era. I don't era. think allegedly but is a. I like the idea that they're saying he stole a car, yeah. sold it online, yeah. and he stole it again, and he had a GPS in there. Allegedly. allegedly. I mean, we cannot confirm whether or not the global positioning system in said vehicle, Your Honor, was placed there by my client. That is actually the language they use in the next part, so that's well done. Uh, so he was arrested last Friday as he attempted to steal the car again. Oh, no, to sell the car again. So he's stolen it back. Right, he's, he's trying, trying to, to put it back it out there. This the time, worst part is he's probably still trying to say it's only got one previous owner. We're like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> one previous owner. Like, like new. And it was stolen from them after a drive to church on a Sunday. Mere mint condition. Uh... So he was arrested because he attempted to sell the car again, this time to an undercover police officer. Stupid. Right. Uh, so Simmons was probably found with forged documents for the car. Or was it the undercover cop got caught buying stolen goods and then just went, Ah, <laughs> oh, what is a sting? <laughs> got you. I guess that's... I'm going to call for backup. That's your wallet. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Well, it's a wallet phone. You don't know how police policing works. Are you even a cop? Look at that thing. And then he runs away. Uh, and scene. World's worst improviser. <laughs> I need an emotion. Shitful. Um. Uh... The interesting thing about this story, mm-hmm. and the reason I bring it up is... I'm inter- I find it interesting already. Already. Well, I mean, it is an interesting enough story to have made the news. It turns out Eddie he Simmons, was dead all along. Eddie Simmons, a.k.a. <gasps> Here we go. William Anderson. Booyah! He uses William Anderson as his alias. <laughs> it's his second identity. Because he obviously doesn't want to get into showbiz. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. So now, uh, have you ever had, do you think that's ever going to come back to, to get you at some point? That oh, someone who has a name like yours is going to uh, do something and then next time you try to enter the United States, uh, they will go, wait a minute, we've got a glove with your name on it. I'm just worried that they look at some of the stuff that I've done and do that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this guy who picks the the alias Will Anderson right. is like, he watch me, off into the sunset. So long, suckers. And yeah. then he gets pulled over because of 
Apparently, sir, you said something that you shouldn't have said on a podcast somewhere. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, apparently something about a load of hope. I don't know. What what is that? Is that a thing? I don't know. I stole the car. It's too late, sir. It's too late, sir. A load of hope. We we have to take you in. I am a little worried because I had my identity stolen this year. Oh, well done. Congratulations. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Oh, have you had your identity stolen? Oh, yeah. It's not not as... uh, Well, actually, I watched that movie Identity Thief. With Melissa McCarthy <laughs> and uh, Jason Bateman. Did not the same? It's not the same. Really? Um, it is actually... Hijinks mu- did not ensue? Well, it's much like that movie in that it's a period of time in my life I'd like to have back. Okay. I thought the movie really... In the same way as I felt after that movie was the same way after I felt like I'd been robbed by the identity theft. And, and had sex with Eric Stone Street. Yes. Yeah. So, I... Uh, yeah, I had my identity stolen in uh, Denver, Denver, Colorado. How did you find out? Well, my credit card company rang me uh-huh. to tell me that some unusual purchases had been made on my credit card in I Brazil. I love that because that can never, for me, every now and again, I get an alert from my from my credit card people, which is good, yeah. saying there's a weird purchase here. Yeah. And then you look at it and you go, go yeah, yeah, that's me. No, I, no, I did want... I yeah, did $3,000 think it, I, on toys. I did, think, <laughs> I did think that Pez dispenser was worth that much. <laughs> and I, st- I stand by that. <laughs> she married me now, it's too late. <laughs> so so did you uh, track them down? Have you found them? Well, I mean... You just, just cancel everything, just hit control, off, delete and start again. And you just hope that you don't have um, you know, repercussions later on in life because they've run up some credit score out somewhere there. or they're... Well, I had, uh, I had a similar thing. Well, I was getting calls about and letters saying uh, your application for such and such a card has you know, been declined or we're just checking if you still want to do it. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's no... There, there doesn't seem to be any kind of real privacy when it comes to your information getting out there here in the United States of the Americas where like you can get junk mail and stuff that has your name and address all over you going how did you find this you give to one charity and yeah. your details are put out there they just sell the contact list on yeah exactly land of the free exactly home of the brave shoot a gun in the air you've earned it yeah so uh, the idea of getting it's calls our like birthday. that was Let's not let off the fireworks <laughs> yeah. that's my favourite thing about 4th of July in this country is that people do just go down to the beach yeah to watch the fireworks and let off some of their own, and 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 light a fire when both of those are illegal, yep. and it's it is the this is probably the hottest, if not second hottest, I've ever experienced in in this city, where it's into the one hundreds, which is over the forties for anyone using the. They had the hottest day uh, ever in LA the other day in Death Valley National Park, and it's earned its name, right? Yeah. Well, they I think because they it was on a novelty. Um, tourist thermometer thing, like where you can stand out, <laughs> because you can stand out in the desert next to this thing that's, that's yeah. essentially going, How fucking hot is it, eh? Um, they said, We're not sure how accurate we can say that is. But it was maybe, I want to say two years ago, maybe three years ago, where it beat the, it was officially the hottest day in the history of recorded weather. Uh-huh. But they couldn't say exactly how hot it got because all the instruments that are used to measure such things um, burnt and Rot. melted. And well, ex- that's... They kind of hit... 
They hit. That's what I would they normally say. The, the sun clocked yeah. the machine. Hot enough. <laughs> Hot enough. <laughs> if once it gets over 42 right. or 100 yeah. and, I don't know, I want to say 110, would you sit there going, it doesn't matter anymore? Yeah, if you're interested in um, how hot it is, if the uh, instruments you're measuring heat by are melting, yeah. it's fucking hot. If they're tapping out. Normally, you know how you can tell? As soon as they start, me- as soon as they start measuring heat, on people frying eggs on television. Yes. That's when you know it's hot. As soon as a weatherman or someone else starts frying a fucking egg on a footpath, you know it's And don't you hot. still feel for the poor uh, presenters who are out there because they have to still wear ties and shirts? Oh, right. They can't get in there. You don't no, see Al Roker I'm, I'm in watching... shorts and singlet. But do you want to see Al Roker like, with do, the top actually. off? I do, actually. I'd love to see him in a pair of Crocs. I reckon the lap band thing just, he shrunk too quickly and I reckon there's a lot of Biggest Loser-esque excess skin that you don't want to see. That's what I reckon. Like him in a wind tunnel would be, oh, noisy and frightening. Well, you know what they could do? They could fashion that. Why he would be in a wind tunnel in the first place with no shirt on is anyone's guess. But I'm putting him there. And gonna, I have a lot of questions. I'm going to say sweeps week. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I need some big ratings. This week on the Today Show, we've got El Roker topless in a wind tunnel. I'm watching. I'm there. Your move, Good Morning America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But what I had with, with my uh, identity theft, so the, I, I have a uh, green card. Yes. So I can uh, legally uh, come in and out of the, the country and work, and it's all above board and fine. So the first time I used it to get back in, when normally I was using just a working visa, uh-huh. I've come in and I've slapped it down and just gone, ha ha. Yeah, look at this. Express lane. What about this? How about this, America? Hey, how about hey? this? Can I get some fireworks? Feel like I'm one of you guys, right? I just want to shoot That's some stuff. Says. Shoot some stuff. And, Where's uh, my gun? And they've gone, uh, you have to, can, you, can you come over here, please? Ooh. And I, was, and I I didn't want to uh, push anything because this is my first time coming through with right. this and if something goes horribly wrong, I don't want to... I just it's, feel it's in hard work to get. at customs, you don't want to push things. And then the guy says to me, have you ever, have you ever been to Baltimore? Oh. And I'm like, no. But in a way that was not very confident because in right. my head, I've just suddenly gone to Silence of the Lambs. Take this beast back to Baltimore when he goes... To the governor, and he's in the little shop, the little packing trolley thing with the modified hockey mask on his face. Did you breastfeed your daughter? Toughened your nipples, didn't it? That's all I've got going in my head right. when this customs guy's accusing me of something illegal and this in Baltimore. Guys. And I feel like I want to turn around and go, "Take this beast! Why do you want to take this beast back to Baltimore?" And he's he's recognised that look on your face, and he's whispering into his like sleeve, "We've got a serial killer." Or <laughs> well, I, I was waiting for him to look at me and go. Are you thinking about that hard nipples line? Is that what you're doing right now? Everyone thinks about it. So he said, have you been to Baltimore? I'm going, I don't think so. And I'm like, You did a lot of that Jay Leno. I've traveled the country a lot. And and sometimes you're in a place and you can't remember why, where exactly you are. And maybe I've traveled through there. So I think my answer of, I don't think so, was not particularly good. No. And then he said, have you ever been arrested? And I said, well, definitely I haven't done that. And then I said to him, why, what do you think I've done? <laughs> you know, it's like when you go into the principal's office, you're like, well, okay. It's, it's one of the eight things I did last week. Yeah. You can't, you know, okay, I'm not going to fess up because 
you uh, you might be having me in here on a lesser charge. Right. So suddenly I think I've just made the whole thing a lot worse for me. Yeah. And he said, I'm legally, uh, legal. well, I can't tell you that. And then I got my back up a little bit. I was like, well, if you're accusing me of something, at least let me defend it. But I can't tell you what I've done wrong if I, if I don't know exactly what it is. Like maybe it is, I don't know, I was... I got a parking ticket that I didn't pay for. Like maybe yeah, I did. And I don't some know. Standing warrant for you in some place. Yeah, like maybe I did. Mail got sent to somewhere that exactly. didn't. Exactly. Yeah, no, I understand. And anyway, didn't get to the bottom of it, and then got a call, uh, maybe a week later, from a police officer who said we have arrested a woman, and she has a list of people's names, addresses, uh, social security, you know, tax file number esque. Uh, details and all the stuff you need to get a credit card and make yourself exist as a human being when you arrive in a new country. And she said, I'm working down the list and calling people and you're the next person on my list. Does any of this ring a bell? And I went, absolutely. Now I I see why I'm being taken aside by the um, customs people. And she said, well, we've got her, and would you like to press charges? And I said, yes. So they, I had to go fill out a whole lot of forms. They said, you don't have to come in and testify, uh, but you know, I, I can put Luckily, you on Luckily, because list. then she'd get that list, and she would go down it and kill them one by one. <laughs> <laughs> like she knows where you live. I'll She's be, got your details. It's like, yeah, th- that would be quite exciting. It's like, well, then do I have to you know, assume a secret identity yeah. or something? Do I have to be like in the witness protection program against myself? That's great. <laughs> And the whole time going, but I don't. I I usually go by an alias anyway, so I don't know if any of this is really good for you. Uh, but anyway, so they they caught her, but they said the problem is that usually the person who has the information has bought it from someone else. Right. And she said, so the person who has got your details and we don't know how has sold it and doesn't. this doesn't mean that they haven't sold it to a thousand other people as well. Well, that's, I mean, that's what they said about mine. And I, I had it like a, about 10 years ago, I had it happen and it, they people were spending small amounts of money in London mm-hmm. when I hadn't been to London and, uh, and then this time, you know, in Brazil. So they do, they send them on to different places. Well, I got, I got one, uh, so it's obviously ongoing, although I, there's a... a, a a system you can set up here where you uh, anytime someone tries to use your details to open an account get a credit card even just get a gift card or anything you they have to call you directly so even if you're the person standing in the shop and you say yes it's me and you verify it uh, but nothing can happen until they call you so it's kind of helped put a stop on it i'm hoping i've just become i don't use that one because it's annoying and he's on to us but every now and again, they'll just do a little something, and it's a small one, just a tiny footprint. And there was um, a $100 Starbucks card oh. that they bought using my credit card. Might have been someone's birthday. But I was like... Someone who loves coffee. How, how pathetic a crime is that? Like, right. if you get caught for that, if I go, hey, and I call my bank and I say, that wasn't me, and they track down the person when they come to get their next cup of coffee... Right. If you're if you're the one who gets busted for that, right? That's pretty sad. I would imagine in the pecking order in prison, you're down the bottom. Oh yeah, in every possible. I think way. you'd be definitely you'd be a bottom. Yeah, you might start as a tall, but you'd end up a. Victim. You are you are liberal. Yeah. <laughs> in the- <laughs> <laughs> you would definitely your nickname would be Star Fox. I yeah. that's what it would be in prison. Uh, yeah, that I, I, it was a bit of a weird experience. I hate having to 
like you forget all the different things you have like on your credit cards and uh, you know like all your licenses and every single thing that you Everything. have to replace if you want like the safest way to buy stuff online and we all do it mm. is to have a PayPal account yep. nowadays to have a PayPal account you need to link it to a bank account so out there is pretty much every piece of information to a, com- a group of strangers now every now and again I have trouble dealing with wanting to put my phone onto the cloud yes I just like keep it all, I back it up on my computer and all that sort of stuff. But the idea of, oh, it's on the cloud. And I sit there going, what's this cloud? And who's in charge of the cloud? When you sit there going, all of your bank details are on some website somewhere. And just because they say, oh, we've got a little icon of a lock before our little domain name when it comes up. You go, oh, well, that's safe. That should be fine. I've got an icon. How could this possibly go wrong? I have an icon. I, I do fear that, like, I have cloud fears as well. Because there's part of me that would love to embrace the cloud. The idea of the cloud sounds like an excellent idea. I can access all my stuff. I can do all that. The cloud. Yeah. for the cloud. But there's another part of me that thinks I'll put all my stuff into the cloud. And the next day they'll be like, ah, the cloud's actually Skynet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now... It, now I completely understand why the crackpot people who go, I'm putting all my money in a sock and hiding it under my mattress. I'm essentially doing that with all my photos and contacts and everything by just going, I'm going to keep it somewhere where I know where it is. Right. I'm not sending it out there to some, you know, idea of a storage device when uh, when it's actually perfectly normal and is how it will all be. It's like the... Um, the Google Glass stuff that we talked about before because yeah. they're out there now. They're actually the the explorers I've, as they I've, have been I've dubbed. seen some walking around town. Have you really? Yeah. Does it look weird? Not as weird as I thought, to be honest, because it's pretty small. Like, you know, it's not like it's... So it's not you, like you go, oh my God, straight away. You go, what is that person? You know, oh, that because be it's good. like on one like side of their face so the only thing that really to me makes you look at what it is as, as opposed to someone wearing a cool pair of glasses or like sunglasses or whatever it is that it's only kind of one eye really mm-hmm. like you know that has most of the like the built in stuff but other than that you were like doesn't look any more weird or less weird than because that's my my fear is that that will just become the norm that we have to have that we may have mentioned this last time, but I mean, it's the no, same no, as... But the, I, I absolutely agree with you. Like, I, there's so much of the world that I look at and go, isn't... This is everything in the science fiction movies. Was everyone yeah. not watching the science fiction movies? Watch the science fiction movies. I'm all for if, if, if people want to embrace that technology, go right ahead. But the fact that, you know, it will get to the point where it's like, you have no choice. Right. This is what you do now. Will you? you we, if you want to be part of the human race, yeah. you have to have some weird social networking status that hasn't been invented yet. A little piece of uh, uh, some sort of microchip in your eye that well, allows that's you to do everything. Okay, well, that's oh, what, and we cut off a ball. That's what I. Why? Because that's what we do here. For the extra space. That's what we do. <laughs> so it's, that's now storage space. Yeah. We've replaced it with some backup. <laughs> For you. I don't want to. I don't want to cut off a ball. It's too bad. It's too bad because everyone's doing it. Do you everyone's want Google glasses? It. Yeah. Then no. No, but you have to have it. Have to have it. You cannot survive as a normal human being. Well, no, I'm interested in that though with the chip because that I reckon that was where I draw my line. So if they came to you and they said, "Okay, this is the new thing we're doing now, like security for all your 
banking details and stuff, what we're going to do is put a little chip in you. Mm. And then you can, like, you know, when you go into a shop, you would just wave your chip and no one else can, you know, have your chip. So... I have a friend who bought a Tesla, the new car that's completely... Uh, it's like being in a spaceship. It's extraordinary. It's an it's electric. It's an electric vehicle, so yeah. it's all very um, good for the planet. But uh, how do I describe it? The 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 dashboard where you would normally have a speedometer and you would normally have your um, I don't know whatever readouts for air conditioning and stereos and all that kind of stuff. It's all a screen. All of it is a screen. And uh, everything is in there like it's some kind of laptop or smartphone, all on the display of your car. And it's tiny, tiny. And so the weird thing is, as you're driving, it, a lot of it gets displayed in front of you. It's kind of beamed. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, I don't know how they do it, but it's like it's beamed onto the windscreen. And so like the speed that you're going is actually visually looks like it's on the road in front of you and it's and apparently it will get to the point where if they uh as they improve the technology you download that and it becomes like a new operating system in your car so instead of well i have to buy a whole new car because now oh well you know i've got an old old four-wheel drive that doesn't have it's so old it doesn't have a usb connection to it and I'm getting to the point where I'm like, yeah, I think I, I want something that has that or Bluetooth capabilities and stuff like that. Well, instead of what I would have to do is now buy a whole new car, if I have one of these Teslas, you just download as they update it and you get all the new whiz-bang stuff to the point where they're saying it will have a guidance control where it can drive itself. You just say, like a GPS, I want to go to here. Allegedly, GPS. <laughs> I'm not sure who put it there. Uh, could have been anyone. Could have been anyone. But it will take you from point A to point B just at the push of a button. As the technology grows, the uh, the intelligence of the vehicle will also follow, which is extraordinary. It's baffling. Skynet. And it's happening. It's Skynet. And it's, it's happening, happening now. now. It's happening now, though. Yes. There'll be a time, I think, in our lifetimes where people will get chipped or fingerprint or eyeballed or whatever it is to access. I mean, they're, still, they're already doing some of that thing mm -hmm. on bank accounts, but... I'm not sure that I want to put a chip in me, unless it's like a d delicious Pringles chip. Oh, imagine like, the idea. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm happy with that. Once I pop, I can't stop. Well, that's the problem. You, get, you want another one and yeah, another one and another one, right. and you're full of them. And every time you go through a metal detector, it's like... Why can't Will pay his bills? 80s chips again. 80s chips. Got stuff. But that would be chips. good. Like the idea of, well, you could put a chip in that makes you think you've eaten chips. Oh. So every oh. time you get hungry, it's just like, oh, now I'm not hungry. I, apparently, I, I am full on the sweet taste of salt and vinegar. You know what? See, that's weird as well because I, I enjoy food very much. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't want something that makes me feel full. I just want them to invent food that doesn't make me fat. That's why you can never be Al Roken. Because he, he decided I'm just going to get lap band surgery. Which I think is weird when I think about it. The idea of it's just... It's just like a drug addict or an alcoholic who goes to rehab. Like basically no, he not. had all his fun and then has to stop having fun. But that... No, that's going on a diet. Like this would be like... Uh, a junkie going can you like medically uh, put some little plug in my veins yeah. so I just physically even if I put it in it doesn't do anything to me like to go we're going to put a little band like we're going to cut off half his stomach yeah. by putting a little a little rubber ring thing around it so that you can still eat but you're going to get full you're going to get full 
And in doing so, you will just, you will physically have to eat less because your stomach just can't hold as much. You go, oh my God, what happened to getting on a treadmill? Yeah, but then he wouldn't have like, you know, all that cool extra skin that he has. That's see. And when they put him in he's the- He's thinking of the show. He's when, thinking of sweets. When it's sweet sweet and they put him in the wind tunnel, and he does his fruit And everyone's batting. like, what is that it, sound? It's well, like a thousand pterodactyls all flapping at once. I like to get. I oh, like to think that he's holding it like a fruit bat. And he's actually <gasps> flying in the wind Maybe tunnel. Maybe that's his plan. You, yeah, those, those you know, like suits those, that they have now. Right, you can, well, you can jump do like skydiving, like, but in, down at Universal Studios. Oh my God. But Al was doing that with his loose skin. He is, he is a, a human, he's, he's a, well, he'd be a flying human because yeah. they otherwise have flying squirrels right. or flying foxes. <laughs> that he would is... be a great scene in the Superman film where Superman flies by and then Al Roker in a wind tunnel just with, with his, his extra, extra skin. skin just stretched out. Uh, and, all, and all it took was just one lap band, Man of Steel. Um, let's finish this and we'll, then we can do another one because I want to talk to you about Montreal because we're both going to go to Montreal for just for last. Sure. Uh, but before Montreal, um, you know what, I'm going to put this up today. So uh, I've got That's a gig exciting. tonight if people uh, happen to be in Venice. Uh, I'm doing a show tonight in Venice. Uh, the details are on my Twitter page. But uh, more than that, uh, Rove and I are both in Montreal for just for laughs in uh, a couple of weeks. So uh, look out for that. That'll definitely be fun. I'm going to do set lists while I'm there. And uh, back in Australia, my Sydney, uh, Perth, and Canberra shows are all about to go on sale. Uh, the thing that I just want to mention about that is in Sydney, um, uh, I was going to do the Sydney Comedy Store, but because of this fucking, the fact that we have a new Prime Minister, mm-hmm. and no one knows when the election is, and so I have grueling mm-hmm. dates and stuff, instead we're going to... Um, this is something I wanted to do for a while, is go back to the Enmore and do some shows there. As you know, Rove, one of the best Love it. theatres in the app in the world and more theater so i'm going to do the end more and do some big fun shows and have support and you know be able to do more than the air i can do at the store so those will be really really cool shows and there'll only be like one or two of them so i'd recommend uh when they're on sale if people want to come along get in quick for those ones um do you have anything that you would like to plug my friend uh i i too will be yes as you mentioned montreal i'll be doing set lists for that too which i'm looking forward to and uh with you doing the uh, Comedy and Magic Club this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's a good one to plug. Um, yeah, so if you're near her most of For their, their birthday, their birthday shows. shows. Uh, and then I'll be at uh, the Virgil uh, next m- next Monday uh, for Sam Simmons' fellow Aussie comics uh, night that he's running there at the moment. Here's a good plug then. Um, they have an amazing show at 8 o'clock on Monday night at the Virgil. Uh, uh, Hot tub. Uh, Kirsten and uh, Kurt's hot tub. Yes. Uh, I was just going to mention that a couple of episodes ago, uh, people would have heard Kurt uh, as a uh, surprise intruder <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but they do a great show called Hot Tub on Monday night, and I'm doing that show. And I believe you can stay around for Sam's show for free. So mm-hmm. if people wanted to come out on Monday night to the Virgil, you can see the early show and stay for Sam's show for free. So it's like a great room uh, and, and two great shows. Definitely. All right, let's stop this so that we can uh, do another one and talk about Montreal. We'll talk to you soon.